Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Where are you, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Ben King to talk about our bowl game. We're playing the Music City Bowl in Nashville, Nash Vegas, baby. And we're going to be taking on the Purdue Boilermakers. Ben, how you doing? AJ, man, I am about as excited about this bowl game as I was last year playing UCF, which means I'm not really, <laughs> but I'm great. How are yeah, you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm I'm doing great. Uh, we get to see another football game uh, and hope not that we, we like get our souls crushed um, by a blowing loss to Purdue. Uh, if but, we do, then... That, that it's going to be a long off season. <laughs> it's, I, I don't. I don't think it would like hurt as much as the Tennessee loss, but it would definitely True. rival it. Because, man, just going into it knowing we're playing a Purdue team that's six and six in the Big Ten versus a seven and five Auburn team, and us lose, um, it's that would be really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does honestly sound like of any year. Um, and maybe it's Gus's feet to the fire, and uh, knowing that his bowl record right now is one and four, is kind of plaguing him. He he seems to understand the importance that much more of a bowl game than I've seen in years previous. Uh, now, regardless, some of those bowls ended up being extremely big games, um, but that doesn't really matter. You still lost the bowl game, and you have to get your team ready to play and win a football game even if even if it's a month after your regular season what do you expect gus and with gus this game uh he's stepping back into play calling uh do you really expect any changes uh if any to the offense uh i expect us to look more like you know 2013 through 2015 which is on that on that aspect i am excited about i'm not excited about the matchup because I don't really care about Purdue. And honestly, if they were playing anyone else after what they did to Ohio State, I would be pulling for them. So it's interesting they have to be playing them this year. But on the aspect of the way Auburn will look, it will be very interesting to see kind of how the the play calling changes and how much difference there is to what the regular season held. My assumption is going to be uh, night and day compared to the regular season. And I really hope that's kind of how it goes. If that's the case, then I will feel more uh, confident that Chip was truly calling plays in the regular season versus Gus. If it's more of the same, then you know we can see the vice versa, and it, it could potentially be a, a long game. So what are your thoughts on it? Uh, well, I wanted to ask you like a follow-up on that, because that made me think about yeah. 
Gus and his play calling versus Chip's play calling. Uh, Gus seems to be very run first kind of guy. And that's where he brought in Chip and we were passing first, which the based on the personnel really well we did but it just wasn't the kind type of like intricate passing that we were hoping for i guess that's true it's like backwards passes bubble screens yeah and that kind of stuff is more or less like a kind of to use the analogy like a run but not you just Mm -hmm. get the ball out to the edge a lot quicker because you pass the ball and they're very high probability catches out there but that that was a lot of what we saw and teams were able to sniff that out because of our predictability and i really hope that gus isn't as predictable um because he can be um because of his system and hurrying up i mean there's uh, if you get a first down and uh they pretty much get in the same set a lot of times and just try to get some yards um and for them a win is two three yards off of first down um, but sometimes you got to, and then sometimes they'll take a risk and throw it down the field, but that's just not the typical type of thing that I think of when I think of like a Gus Malzahn offense. Uh, yeah, I, that's maybe one of the big changes I, I think we might change is, uh, maybe running a little bit more. Um, but I don't know, like we can pass the ball very well. Um, and we've been able to, I mean, especially now Stenham, even though he's going to the NFL, He's going to be our quarterback for this game, and he's got a great arm. Um, give him a clean pocket. That man is gold. Um, what do you think Gus's motivation for his, for our team is going to be? Because that that's the big question every single time for a bowl game. What is the team's motivation? Um, how do you think the team's going to be motivated by Gus for this game? Uh, I feel like Gus will say something like, play for your seniors. Uh, maybe that'll work. Maybe it won't. It'd be great to give the seniors a win on their way out, especially with the way the senior class has been. The The interesting thing is the, the motivation for the, you know, playing for your coaches. I don't know if that's necessarily there. The motivation for the bowl game itself, it, it, it doesn't really matter. So I would go, you know, play for your team. I feel like that's kind of what the team did later on this season. You know, they're playing for Auburn. They're playing for what they represent. And hopefully that'll be enough to get them, you know, hyped up for this game against a team that, you know, honestly is middle of the pack in the Big Ten, if that. And they don't have a good defense. And, I mean, my motivation would be get Booby, you know, 200 and, what is it, 23 yards? Yeah, in order that's all to he needs to get. That's all he needs to get. So I'd be like, they have a terrible defense. Uh, give Booby the ball. Mix it up, score touchdowns. Yeah, and uh, Purdue's defense as a whole is not a great defense. Uh, their defense, honestly, is allowing so many yards and so many points per game. Uh, they're allowing 441 yards per game and 27 points allowed per game. Uh, that's, But that's also like in the Big Ten, there's lots of – offenses that are high powered in the big 10, but still uh, that need, I mean, that's something that we can really exploit. Um, and I even asked one of my coworkers who's, uh, he's a Maryland ter- uh, Terrapin and, uh, he's, he's kept a good eye, um, on what Purdue's been able to do. 
And one of the things he was saying is you need to pass the ball and run the ball against them um, over and over. Just keep going. Um, and that's that's what Auburn needs to do, uh, keep a good balance of the, of the offense. Um, and that may be something that once we get a few first downs and we're getting into our rhythm, that's the beauty of what Auburn can do. Um, when we find that good balance, uh, it's very predictable when it's third down and longs. What are we going to do? Probably throw a bubble screen or have some <laughs> weird play that I we try. <laughs> um, but maybe that's where that was chip. And I, the more I, I I'm sitting back here and the weeks have gone in the past, the more I'm thinking, yeah, that was definitely some chip Lindsay calling, uh, the plays and, not something that I would see out of a Gus Malzahn um, when he was calling plays. Uh, Auburn, we're, we're going to be playing. It's kind of this weird time on a Friday at one thirty Eastern, uh, 12.30 Central time on ESPN. Not the best of times, um, it, and it's right after Christmas on December 28th. Um, I have a feeling it's not going to be like the most watched game. It's probably not going to be the most um, fan-heavy kind of bowl because i mean there's not a whole bunch of fans that are super excited to go sit outside in the cold in nashville and uh watch even even if you are a big auburn fan i mean there there probably are going to be some good fans there but you're not going to pack out a stadium when you've got a six and six and a seven and five team uh, especially with auburn having national championship hopes we didn't <laughs> preseason it, yeah yeah that obviously didn't pan out and that's very frustrating and um to go to a bowl game is at some point we were thinking oh this is awesome we're going to a bowl game and that's when you know your season has turned (laughs) and not done so well yep well i was thinking about it today uh i was listening to the bowl preview that we did uh, a little bit earlier on the u2c network yeah hey drew drew just calling you out you said Ben was your favorite co-host for the No Huddle? Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> uh, when he said that, I was like, ooh, that ooh. that's a low blow. What are ooh. you doing? Yeah. I mean, he's trying to suck up against with you, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I, <laughs> you don't need to do that to me. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the I'm the Lee Corso of the E2C network, so uh, take that as you will, but Which, it doesn't very matter evident, to me. Hey, put, you can still go back and listen because we're, we're only through, what, six games? And probably by the time you listen to this, maybe a little bit more. Uh, there's still like 30 plus more bowl games to go. And uh, you should go listen to some of the fun that uh, Kyle, um, Drew, and Ben also <laughs> had. It's, it's a riot. Um, they're, they're just some, some fun guys to listen to. So we were talking about the Washington game, and Drew said that, you know, Washington's probably going to lose because they lost to Auburn, which, once again, another low blow. He was just you know, dishing them out all over the place. And I was thinking about it, you know, our regular season, say we lost the Washington game, then we would have been losing our minds when we beat Texas A&M because that would have opened up the possibility of going to a bowl game. We could have yeah. very easily turned around a 7-5 a and five season, which we ended, which pretty good the way we played, to a 5-7 and seven season and would have been much, much different uh, just the way we ended. So... I'm happy we're going to a bowl game. If it was on any other day of the year, I would want to attend. But unfortunately, the 28th is my sister's birthday, 
and we're spending that time with the family. So, uh, you know, I hope everyone who goes up to Nash Vegas enjoys it. It's a great city. Good place to be right after Christmas, except for the cold, but, you know, not the coldest. And it's better than uh, Ohio, so War Eagle. That's true. And uh, <laughs> some of it was it was kind of funny. Some of the bowl games that y'all talked about on the bowl preview, was, uh, they were just, uh, they're so cold and they're outside. And I can't imagine wanting to go to one of those bowl games. And Nashville is still relatively south. Um, you're you're still going to get some cold, but um, I don't know. Uh, one thing to note, which I think is pretty neat, uh, Auburn has faced uh, four different teams um, in college football. One's an FCS team for the very first time uh, this season. We had Liberty, Washington, and now we're going to be facing Purdue. And then Alabama State was the FCS team. So That's pretty incredible. That's pretty neat to knock out so many teams. Um, and I think it's always neat to see different teams that Auburn gets to face. And bowl season is a perfect time for that. Yeah, and we had this discussion a couple of years ago. And I think Clint was the one that made the actual graphic. Yeah. That showed all the teams we haven't played yet. I... Uh, I definitely have to look at Auburn and say, way to go for, you know, the scheduling we've done in order to make those matchups happen. Yeah, it's been really neat. Um, it, you look at Liberty and, and Alabama State, and you're like, well, they're, they're, they were our cupcake games this year. But still, like, it, it, you get to play an in-state team that you've never fa- faced before in Alabama State. That's pretty neat. You get to play Liberty um, from Virginia. That's pretty neat. That's a little bit different. Um, and then Washington, um, who ended up winning the Pac-12, like he said, and uh, ending in the top 10 of the regular season. That's really impressive um, that Auburn was able to beat them even at the beginning of the season. Uh, one thing that, that is, now that we know uh, we're playing Purdue, we're, I think Clint was trying to predict, like, what, is, what are the teams going to be wearing? Uh, and it looks like we're going to probably be wearing the blue uniforms and Purdue wearing white Um so just so y'all know, um, okay. One of the things that Purdue uh, is going to be noted for this whole season as probably doing that everybody's going to remember. They're probably going to forget about all the losses that they had, but they're going to remember the one win. The dropping of the clock. Well, that too. I mean, that was a huge thing. <laughs> Two people almost died. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to post that on our uh, Twitter. If you're curious, just look up Purdue Bell Tower, and you're gonna see this giant clock, the clock face. tower. Clock tower. That's what it is. It just crashes. So they have like one clock tower that's like their Sanford Hall, and you know we have the beautiful building, and they have a clock tower. So you know there's the comparison already. Yeah. And they just drop this thing. It goes crashing in the ground. It blows up on the way down. It. It was a fantastic video. It's going to be like their team when they face Auburn. (laughs) Yeah. It it honestly looked like it was just like paperweight, but yet heavier, like flying (laughs) all the way down. And the way it hit that crane, man, I, man, those guys almost died. Yeah. Like they were, they were a foot away from being crushed. Yeah. Uh, But anyways, that kind of shows you what the employees at Purdue do and not very good. So maybe that's uh, the, maybe that's a, showing of what their head coaches and plays and are going to be able to do against Auburn. It's going to show what their team does. They just <laughs> yeah. Crash and burn. Yeah. 
so back to Ohio State and Purdue, because I think that's going to be what people are going to think about from Purdue's standpoint of this uh, 2018 season. What did you take from that game where Purdue just dominated Ohio State in their seventh game, 49-20? to 20? Uh, Probably one of the biggest upsets of the season, if not the biggest upset. Um, it's pretty amazing for them to come in their home, playing Ohio State, but still, like, to dominate Ohio State that badly. Yeah, well, if you go back and look at the scores, it was, uh, was it 14-3 to at halftime, which mm-hmm. is pretty good. And then... Both teams scored in the third quarter uh, a touchdown for Purdue and a field goal for Ohio State. And then in the fourth quarter, Purdue just opened up a can and they scored yep. 28 points uh, to Ohio State's 14. That that right there, it, it wasn't really the biggest beatdown until I feel like Ohio State gave up and then they like threw an interception and fumbled a, a kick and all this kind of crazy stuff at the end. So, I mean, all the credit to Purdue. That was a fantastic game to watch, and I I love to see Ohio State go down in a ball of fire. However, I, I, I don't think it really shows what Purdue is as a team. They they did well in that one game, and I'm glad they did because it kept Ohio State out of the, uh, the playoff bracket, so that's fine. Yeah. But I don't think Purdue's really that good. Yeah. And one just crazy stat out of this game, Ohio State's quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, threw the ball 73 times in a game. 73. <laughs> like, what the heck? That's, wow. That's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> 73 times for 470 yards. I mean, and so your team loses, you only put up 20 points? <laughs> it's pretty crazy. You know, and that's against a Purdue defense that is not great. Yeah. yeah. That's Big Ten for you, man. Yeah, it's so true. We should uh, obliterate this team if we don't. I really and, hope so. And yeah. and maybe we do. Maybe we don't. I mean, there's uh, the the spread right now is only four points in favor of – or like the um, Auburn's only favored to win by four points. Um, that's probably just people thinking <laughs> Auburn hasn't done very good in the in bowl games in past years under Gus. And, uh, may, maybe you have a point, but at the same time I'm thinking – well, I mean, Gus has got, got his – he's got his career just hanging before his his face. I mean, he can either do really well and coach uh, this – Or he can like do he, poorly and make $30 million on the couch. Well, and that that could be the case. I mean, he's, he's not going to get fired after this game, but uh, he's going to be the coach next year. And I just honestly don't want – the the just the fan base if we do bad and play calling isn't great uh for our fans just to lose hope that next season is just going to be a complete flop because i think there there, there's a good chance we still do pretty good next season now our schedule is going to be tough but it's still like we have a good chance um because of how much wide receiver talent we have and uh, i think our running backs are going to be way more developed um now, especially you've got Booby, who's got a year under his belt as our primary running back. Uh, that's going to be really awesome um, for these guys to build off of. Uh, I wanted to at least talk about Purdue's offense for a little bit. 
because their their offense is very pass heavy and you're going to see a lot of passes thrown every single play almost like they they're attempting 40% like their their quarterback um David Blau he he's now like and since I think he started uh week 3 as quarterback uh he attempted 40 passes on average per game uh, and completing two thirds of those passes uh, for thirty, I think it's thirty five hundred yards. Maybe that's only. I think he's only got twenty five hundred yards. I think I wrote that down wrong. Um, but still, very, he's a very impressive quarterback. Um, and then uh, you've also got their very impressive. He's kind of like the Seth Williams um, type of guy on their team. Uh, Rondale Moore. Uh, he's a freshman and has already over eleven hundred yards. Um, and leading the team in catches. Uh, he has 12 touchdowns, and uh, there's just a connection between the quarterback and Moore. Um, he's averaging, uh, it, it's just crazy. He's averaging, I think it's like almost 20 yards per like per catch. It's, it's really crazy. Um, and then you've got uh, Auburn's pass defense. And uh, that's that's where I'm thinking we really need to step it up. Because our pass defense as a whole this past season um, was 58th in the nation, uh, allowing 222 yards per game. Um, while giving up a good amount of yards, as you know, our defense uh, does tend to allow lots of yards, but not as many points. Um, because right now, our, our, our defense is allowing only 18, or we're the 18th uh, nationally. Um, in total defense and that's pretty impressive with how much our defense was on the field uh, this past season uh, to only allow I mean it's it's amazing um, only allowing less than 20 points per game um, yeah, and the great thing about that you know we we only scored over 20 something points a couple times which mm-hmm. was sad but with our defense matched up to Purdue's defense on paper we should be able to, you know, win this thing pretty, pretty easily. And so, I know that they have some playmakers, but you know, we have some playmakers as well, especially on the defensive side. I would definitely uh, put Iggy on more and just make him the glove. Do kind of what we did uh, or attempted to do against Alabama. And hey, and as long know, as I think the key might be keep the guy in front of you. Don't allow the big plays because you look at what we've had issues with are the big plays this season um, with defense. And if you keep the guy in front of you, it's harder for them to make a big play. Um, that is true. Yeah, you, you got to do that. And I think that may be a key for our defense. I want to put David Blau on the ground, though. Yeah. Uh, front seven needs to come alive. Just come after him. Yeah. And. Sad, sad news. We we heard at least for the bowl game, but we do have some good news. But Nick Coe, um, he will be back next year. It's good news. But bad news is he had surgery and is very highly doubtful uh, to play in the bowl game. And he's obviously one of the guys that we we love to rely on um, with pass uh, rushing um, and just as a whole on the defense. Um, I'm sure other guys are going to step up because it's just the way our defense is built is we're too deep um, in every single position. Um, but it just it, it's going to hurt a little bit that he's not going to be able to play uh, more than likely in this uh, bowl game. 
Um, let's go on into our players to watch um, offensively. Ben, who are you going to be watching? Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, I'm watching Booby, man. I wanna, I wanna keep that trend alive, keep the streak, have a thousand yard rusher. I would love him to just go off and you know drop two twenty four and break that thousand yard mark. Let's do it, and uh, it would be tough, but if any, I mean, if he's getting up to like close to two hundred yards, I'm just gonna be like, I don't care what the outcome of this game is. I want. I mean, maybe I do care about it because honestly, like we we need to win. <laughs> but <laughs> if he's Once got we're up by thirty close, points, well, well, <laughs> yeah. If we're up by thirty points and we've got Booby in there and he's got like two hundred yards, just give him the ball. Then I'm and run. I'm putting us in like a uh, goal line formation on <laughs> like our own thirty yard line and just having everyone man up and. Uh, won't even have Jared in there anymore. Have some backup yeah. person that, or heck, let's just do it out of the Wildcat. There we go. <laughs> so for sure, he's going to get the ball. Yeah. Unless he passes it. So and just have everyone, possible. everyone block everyone else and just yeah. block all the way down the field. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, the offensive player I'm going to be watching, um, I want to see how uh, we do against their their passing, uh, pass defense. Um, I, I love Mr. Super Seth Williams and I want him to get another hundred yard game, um, and get some more touchdowns, um, keep an eye on him. It's interesting that, you know, in Jarrett Stidham's last game, neither of us picked him. Well, I mean, he was, he was like a toss up for me because I'm going to be keeping an eye on him, but it's one of those, I don't, I don't know. You're looking towards the future, not the past. I, mean, I love I guess it. So. I guess so. <laughs> and I want to see the, these players because the bowl game, what is it all about? It's about developing the guys that you have a little bit more. And I mean, Stidham, I don't, I don't know if you can really develop much more. You kind of know what you get, um, especially with our off- offensive line. I don't know if you're going to get anything special out of him um, that we haven't seen this whole season. So maybe that's why I didn't pick him. And picked the freshman uh, that's just been lights out um, in our wide receiver core, Seth Williams. Who's uh, your defensive pick to watch for Auburn? This is my uh, my final watch of the year, so I've got to go with the Javaris Davis watch. Yeah. And one of the things I love about Javaris Davis is he's not afraid to hit a boy. Yeah. And uh, he'll pop him regardless of if, it, if it's needed or not, regardless <laughs> of if... Uh, if someone's fair caught a ball, you know, <laughs> doesn't matter. Get out of his way. Oh, man. <laughs> so I Gosh. hope he doesn't do that in this game. Uh, I hope he learned his lesson. I love when a player gets away from him, and instead of letting them catch, you know, a 40-something yard pass, he'll just take him out. <laughs> he'll just hold on to him. Like, and he'll, yeah, I'll he'll take make the 15-yard. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the 15-yarder. That's a smart player. Like It's either a touchdown or 15 yards. I'll yeah, take we don't. Yards we don't have spot plays within college yet, so you get beat, take him out. <laughs> yeah, um, and I'm also gonna have. Uh, well, I was gonna say, I'm kind. Of, I mean, I love Deshaun Davis, but I think what what we really need to be watching with how pass heavy Purdue is is, I mean, it's hard to pick one guy, 
because they're probably they just have so many guys. I'm gonna say whoever is guarding um, Rondell Moore, that maybe Iggy, maybe another one of our DBs, um, but whoever that is, we need to keep an eye on. Uh, if we can shut down the the Moore to Blau that combination right now we have a really good chance of beating them and beating them really well. Um, Ben, let's go ahead and do our predictions. Let's do it the same way that we've done for the whole regular season, uh, where you're going to say what Auburn is going to win by, uh, not a specific, say, 20 to 24 score. Um, By what amount is Auburn going to win? Because it's it's a bowl game. we got to win this thing. Yep. Auburn's going to win by 17 points in the return of the Gus Malzahn offense. And How the awesome last game be? of Jarrett Sidham. How awesome would that be? Jarrett comes out on fire, plays his heart out. Our defense, now that they've had a month to rest, is ready to go, shuts down Purdue. Booby hits 1,000 yards. And Booby hits 1,000 yards. <laughs> that would I mean, be the dream. Do you think that – well, I'll go into my prediction. I got one more discussion for us at the very end. Um I'm going to predict that Auburn wins by seven points. I think it'll be a little bit closer. Um, I don't think Purdue's – they've got the motivation of playing an SEC team that uh, at times during the season has been very good and at other times been very poor. And uh, I know just based on last season, uh, teams playing the SEC uh, in bowl games didn't fare very well because SEC is just that dominant. Um and they probably have that also in the back of their head. So they've got a lot of motivation um, to take down Auburn. And they're going to keep it close, but Auburn's going to pull it out in the end. Uh, my my discussion thought, and I just had this, was is there a pause, like is there like is there a point in this game or an outcome of this game where you think that the uh, angst of the Auburn fan base is going to be uh, quenched, where we're not. Uh, yelling for Gus's head. Do you think that there's any possibility of us doing that against Purdue? Uh, You know, because of the way the Auburn fan base has acted this past year, I feel like if we lose, it's going to be just utter chaos. People are going to be going nuts. If we win, they'll say, like, you know, whatever it was, Purdue, they're mm-hmm. middle of the crowd, like Big Ten team. Yeah. not Not SEC. Yeah. We're still three and five in the SEC, and if we just obliterate Purdue, mm-hmm. they're still going to be like, "Well, obviously Purdue wasn't very good." Yeah, I, point there. I don't see. I mean, it's a lose lose situation for Gus, except for the fact that if we win big or if we win at all, he's got the team behind him, and he's got the you know trust of the players for going into the next season, which yeah. I think is very important. So. I hope we do come out with a victory in this game. I'd love to see us win big. Yeah, yeah. And maybe there is some scenario. I mean, it's one of those where we would have to put up like 40 points and Gus his – I mean, I don't even know like where we got this term, genius and offensive genius, guru, whatever. I mean, he's a very good caller on offensive when he's he's got things going. But – that's the big question. Does he have that? Because he's been out of the play calling uh, for what now three years and offenses have changed a lot in college football. 
and they're they're going to continue to evolve. Uh, you look at what Auburn's done even in the past, and you think, wow, we've changed a lot. We're much more passing heavy this season, and into the future, it's going to have to change even more. And uh, it's going to be growing pains. I have a feeling, and Gus has got to just embrace the pains of growing. But I, I think he is. I mean, he's he's admitted it, and I think it's very true. He's very comfortable calling plays and being more hands-on in an offense versus being a CEO, where both you, Ben, and I, like we 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 think while at the time it sounded like a better option to try him out as more of a CEO. Uh, head coach but he just doesn't operate as well when he's more CEO he operates a lot better when he's hands-on uh, and developing uh, the the scheme uh, offensively that he really wants and I feel like he's been a little bit hampered when it comes to uh, doing that kind of stuff and making the scheme uh, that is going to be very successful because he's had offensive coordinators that have um, come in and out uh, with Lashley and now Chip Lindsey. And now he's got all reign to himself. Like he dilly can dilly. do everything. Um, yeah, I definitely think it was the right choice. I'd love to see him come out and just be on fire again. I want to see the little little hand spinning, the hurry <laughs> up, the go, go, yeah. go. That, that's not been there. That has not been there this year. It's not. We've missed it. Yeah, we have. Um I'm excited for this bowl game, and uh, I'm ready to see Auburn play again. Uh, and we're, at this point, just a little over a week away. And uh, it's it's exciting because I, I love watching Auburn. While it does cause me the Clint Richardson pound my chest and then sit down and just like, oh my gosh, what did I just experience? Like we just had with uh, the UAB versus Auburn basketball game. Lots of moments like that, but that's what makes Auburn and I'm going to love Auburn to the very end. Uh, that's just the way Auburn is. And that's the way I love it. Uh, <laughs> ben, before we go, uh, do you want to give them your social media? Yeah. You guys can find me anywhere on social media at B E N K one N G. And you can find me on Twitter as well at a J A Y J A Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn tiger and war Eagle war Eagle be Purdue. Arr! Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?